Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now, here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. My name is Matt. Usually, you would hear... And my name's Jenna, which is my wife and co-host. We're both registered nurse and I'm nurses, and I'm a personal trainer. We're all about implementing behavior change for your long-term wellness and happiness. Jenna's taken a little bit of a hiatus, just mental health. She'll be fine. She'll be back. Don't sweat it. Today, we have somebody on that I found on Instagram, and like a fanboy, just hunted him down. Was just super excited about what he's doing. I wanted to bring him on. I wanted to talk to him. He and I briefly spoke before here before we hopped on here, and um, we just want to let this conversation flow. I, I feel like we are kindred spirits, and uh, I can't wait to get into it. Andrew Perry, bro, thank you for being here. Hey, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's really surreal, kind of having this whole conversation after watching the videos and being a fan for a long time, and then uh, having the conversations and moving to this point, where I now get to actually have that conversation in person with that's you. Cool. So that's really cool. So that's I appreciate cool. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excited to have you on. Um, got a lot to pick your brain about, I think. Um, anyway, if you're so. new to this podcast, we post one every Tuesday at 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. A few of you have been asking, you know, what happened to a handful of episodes here recently? If you don't know, there's a video version of each episode most of the time, and it is in the description below. Now, the past few have not had a video. That's because we were collaborating. We sort of repurposed that content, and those creators did not do a video version, so that's why you did not see it. However, every single episode is on all the major platforms, and you should go check them out, but I feel like I've plugged enough, and uh, let's dive into this. At the top of every show, we always hit you with our gratitude point. This gratitude point is something that is meant to shift your perspective. Whether it's small, whether it's large, if it's important to you, that's what matters. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. And by the way, I have something that's supposed to be shipped today and I am so friggin' excited to get it. It's actually weights and you, sir, know how impossible hey. that is to get my hands on. Um, so if it, if the doorbell rings, we will, we will pick back up and I'm so excited about it. So, um, what I'm grateful for, this one's a little more woo-woo. I'm very grateful for output. Um, there was a point in my life, especially building this business, this podcast, this YouTube channel, that I overthought things. And finally, like I realized, overthinking comes from a lack of self-confidence. Um, the more that I have just put out, created, made, worked on all aspects, I'm not talking just content the more I put out, the more I realize there's less time to contemplate. And the more I put out, the more I realize the confidence actually goes up. And, and I, I just, when you create deadlines and have to stick to the deadlines, perfection is no longer the precipice of what you're shooting for. You want to meet that deadline with as, as, as good as possible, but you want to get it done. Um, that was a long way of saying that output has done so much for me. And I know a lot of people struggle with that of just doing, just getting started, just going and not trying to be perfect. So damn, that was a long one. Output. I love it. So good, sir. If you have a massive fan of that. Yeah. Of that. Right. Action is so important. So 
Um, I actually wanted to touch on to one that you had stated in one of the episodes. So I, I did start to watch an episode just so I could get a feel for things. Sure. And uh, you were talking about driving in your car and putting your hand outside the window. Yes. Still in the rain. <laughs> and the girls were so against it. I was like, what? You put your hand out the window, you feel the rain. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Anyways, so just wanted to bring that one back to you and give you some validation. I appreciate that because I, yeah, yes, thank you. I appreciate it. A handful of the people. And I was like, those are my people that are, that are defending me on that. So yeah, go ahead. Good, sir. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say I'm happy for, um, just moments of peace. Okay. Um, I had a really good moment of peace last night where I was just sitting out uh, right next to our pool, looking up, started checking the stars. Um, everything got really quiet. There wasn't a lot of traffic. There wasn't a lot of noise. I'm in the middle of Phoenix. I'm in the middle of a really large city. Okay. Um, and I grew up in a very small town. So I had this moment of just complete silence and peace. And I was like, this is just beautiful. Yeah. And it just it just struck me that it was like one of those, I love those moments where you can see it, feel it, and understand it, and recognize it, and then just accept it. So that was mine, personally. I, I knew it. I knew you were my friggin' person, bro. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, well, hell yeah. That's, that's big. I love it. I love it. So yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. You listening, you can do the same exact thing right now. And I encourage you to hit pause. Think of something that you're grateful for. Again, it can be smaller. It can be as woo woo as I went. Um, yeah, but let's dive into this. Who are you and why are you like, what are you about? Why am I so attracted uh, to this guy? Oh, Hey, <laughs> you are married. Good, sir. Um, <laughs> My name is Andrew Perry, like I said. Uh, I'm actually a full-time gymnastics coach. I spend the greater part of all my days and all my mindsets thinking about how I'm training my athletes. Um, we train them from 18 months in the youngest classes wow. through collegiate-level athletes. Um, I've had um, athletes that will come back and coach for me. I mean, we literally take them from the smallest of children all the way through being the best of adults that we can. Okay. Um, so I've been at my program, the current gym that I'm at since 2006, mm. so for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and then um, I had worked at two programs prior to this. Golly. So why gymnastics? You know, that was not my choice. Um, I walked into uh, the YMCA up in Prescott. I'm from Prescott. It's a little small town um, up in the mountains. Uh, population about 31,000, I believe, when I was in school there. Okay. Um, walked into the YMCA to get a desk job, basically, for a facility that had a climbing wall on one side and a gymnastics gym on the other side. Okay. And they had just filled the position pretty much the day I walked in. Um, I had done some coaching of basketball with the youth leagues through the YMCA. They heard I was good with kids. And they were like, do you want to work in gymnastics? I said, no. So they got some of the cute girl coaches to come over and ask me if I wanted to work in gymnastics. I said, yes. <laughs> Tactics. They were smart. Okay. They were smart. Yep. And I, um, at that point in time, had started coaching um, men's gymnastics is what I started with mainly. I was doing some recreational classes and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, move, move forward a little while. Um, I moved out to Florida. I moved to Orlando for a little bit. Okay. Um, there is a facility really close to my um, house. And they only had women's gymnastics there. So I started to get into coaching the women's side of things. Really started to like it. Really started to challenge me. At the same time, had decided that I wasn't going to be going to school for what I wanted to be going to school for. Left Florida in a day. Drove back in a day. Packed up and just straight shot it all the way back to Arizona. Wow. Just wanted to be back. Wow. That was crazy. Um, when I got here, started coaching women's gymnastics. And then it just, man, it just flowed. It just 
worked. My brain worked. The challenge was there. Um, the validation was there. It's just an amazingly beautiful like thing to be doing on a daily basis. And mm. so I pretty much haven't worked a day in my life since then. Damn. Okay. So, yeah. so you started teaching gymnastics. Now, did you have a history in gymnastics, doing gymnastics? No. How the hell did no, that work? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Um, I am thankfully a good enough athlete that when I started coaching, and I'm a big believer in if you should if you want to coach it you should know how to do it a thousand you should have you should have some knowledge i personally i've just always believed that um so there was an adult class that i started training in when i first started coaching interesting um i've done double backs i've done double fronts i've swung giants on rings i can still kip i can muscle up i could go do a standing backflip outside right now okay um i just was athletic enough myself and I had an understanding, I pretty much, I should have been a gymnast. Okay. I was just one of those, like I, I should have been when I was younger and okay. I never was. Um, and you know, I think when you, when you really love something to the point that, like I said, I mean, I usually work seven days a week. I'm usually, you know, if I'm not working, I'm thinking about what I'm doing when I'm working. Yep. If I'm watching Instagram, I'm going through, I'm checking training videos of like, this is a cool technique. You just get it's very much who you are from then on. So I wasn't that before, but I for sure am okay. now. That makes sense. Um, I actually had a girl that I went to high school with, um, Katie Hicks, who was a gymnast all through high school. Um, she ended up going to college. And we would talk in high school, and I had no idea what she meant when she would say things. I mean, no idea. You know, just I remember um, we would have her do pull-ups in the doorframe because we were so astounded that she was so strong. Okay. Um, for a little flavor in high school is about 135 to 140 pounds. I graduated high school at about 140 pounds. So, and, and how, how, was, how tall I was a little twig. Yeah. And how tall were you? Um, between five, eight and five, nine through okay. my high school career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So how, how tall, how much you weigh now? Like this is me just diving straight into you. Cause you're, you're a big dude. Uh, now I, I put in a lot of time and effort. I am actually yeah. 194 right now. Okay. And I'm actually trying to get up to 200. I'm going to, bulk up to 200 okay try and put some some man size on okay gotcha i did want to go back and touch on and then i of course i want to dive into your training but um you said that you had di basically dipped out on a previous career that you were going to go into what was that for context yeah i really wanted to go into uh, like kinesiology exercise therapy i really wanted to be a personal trainer okay. um at that point in time i i had always kind of wanted to go into helping people okay. training people um, helping them to improve, helping them to <clears throat> just find a way to be more than what they were yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, physically. I mean, even through high school. Yeah, physically. Yeah. yeah. Well, and mentally. I think, sure. I think a lot of people go, yeah, physically, but um, it, there's so much value to the spirit too when you are in physical good condition. Um, so yes, physically, but also like people are like, oh, you should be a life coach. I'm like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I just want to help. Yeah. I don't want to necessarily dictate. Yeah. I yeah. just want to help and I just want to give advice and I just want to be there for people when they need it. Well, and there's so many friggin' parallels. Uh, I mean, there's so many friggin' parallels of when you mentally work on yourself, physically ties in or vice versa. When you physically work on yourself, mentally comes from that. Um, like I'm a big believer that your overall fitness or wellness, I feel like it starts mentally. However, I think it can be the reverse. And I haven't said this many times, but I think it can be re the reverse. I think that you can start physically. I think for some people that are just in some, some type of way uh, in their life, when they start and they pick up something 
physical and they continue to do that, their mind evolves. But I still think that there's some sort of mental trait there because for me, what happened, like I, I got quote unquote jumped in a parking lot. Like I wasn't physically harmed, but I squared up with somebody and I realized really quickly he could have killed the, like I'd, I'd have been dead had that really happened. And the next day I got in the gym, it was just sort of a protection piece. And then I just realized, like, it just went on and on and on. And it, I, I just grew from that, seeing my body grow and all that. So, um, yeah, just lost my train of thought. But that all tied in somewhere. Um, it, it, all t- it all tied into your mental health as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you that was sort of the trajectory for you. You started, you had never done the gymnastics, but you started training. You started training people with gymnastics. Now, you said you did basketball. Have you trained any other athletes besides basketball gymnastics beforehand? Uh, prior to this? No. Okay. Um, no, I hadn't, I hadn't worked. I, I mean, we had done some coaching of basketball through the YMCA youth leagues. Um, like I said, I had just always been working with, with youth and kids and stuff like that. Okay. Um, in, I was kind of always the one that was like babysitting in the neighborhood and stuff. I just, I just always had that kind of, hmm. I want to, I want to say that leadership type of quality, even when I was very young where they were like, you know, they would put me in charge of watching other people. Okay. I was always the one that was like, okay, you're, you're protecting these people. You're watching these people. You're taking care of this. That was kind of just always how I was when I was growing up. Okay. Um, my younger sister is six years younger than me. I was babysitting and stuff like that. So, okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So the, all these, ADHD moments are coming to my head. So we were briefly going to touch on like your training. So do you actually train yourself in gymnastics or is it weight training only? What does it look like? Um, I try to continue some of the gymnastics just because like I said, um, not only do I believe you should be able to do what you are teaching, but I'm also really big about like, I don't want my athletes to be able to best me. Yeah. So, and I have some monsters. Okay. So if they can do something, I usually have the philosophy of I better be able to do it. And yeah. if I can't do it, they better think I can. Okay. So I usually just kind of throw in enough where they're like, hey, he's still good. Like, okay. He's still got some skills. So I'll flip with them sometimes. I'll do some rope climbs and stuff like that. I'll do some balancing, you know, I'll walk across the beam and just show them positions and stuff. But do I do handsprings on beam? No, I don't do flicks. I don't do lays. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't okay. tumble anymore. I don't do handsprings. Okay. Um, I put on a lot of size on my frame compared to when I was first learning. Um, when I was first doing any gymnastics at all, I was 145 pounds. Yeah. At five, eight, 190 right now. Yeah. That's a lot. Slightly different. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure on the body. My shoulders don't open like they used to and stuff. So. I doubt that they would. I mean, you know, for context, if you guys have seen me in the video, I'm five foot eight and I weigh, I weigh about 165 pounds. So, I mean, that's, same height. I mean, that's a, that's a big, that's a lot of muscle. Yeah. We would look eye to eye. Yeah. We look eye to eye. Yep. So yeah, that was a long process. Okay. Okay. So, well, and tell me this, like sort of backing up a little bit, how did you find this? Like, how did you find the Matt Lane, the Matt Lane fitness channel? Because, because you, you had reached out to me on Instagram, which like, I always think that it, yeah. How'd you find us? Well, I mean, the, the big one was the, my friend watches Star Wars. That's where I, Star that's Wars. where I first found, you know, everything. Sure. And I think that's a lot of people have that same, Correct. You know, obviously massive. Um, and that whole story was really intriguing to me. Hmm. Um, also your guys' dynamic was really intriguing to me. Okay. Um, I grew up super nerdy, okay. um, super into comic books. I'm an hmm. avid, avid fan of comics. I mean, I was, I had, 
boxes of collections mm. and they were all leafed and filed and everything. Um, every action figure under the sun. If it was pop culture in the Star Wars way, I would watch it. If it was, um, I actually have a friend that wrote some of the Star Wars books that I know from up in Prescott. Really? Um, Aladdin Richardson. Yep. Yeah, shout out. Um, so I was really on like the Holden Hardman side of the equation. Sure. Obviously, with all the fitness and stuff like that, I was really on the Matt Lagan side of the equation. Right. And then seeing you two kind of come together and seeing the different like ways you were talking about it, I was like, ooh, I can, I can get with this because I know both sides of that. Like, yeah. I felt like you guys were both sides of a coin that I'm like very, um, was very connected to. Interesting. Because um, I could see both sides of the equations. I could see both of the wheels turning and go, oh, yeah, I understand that. You know, Holden gets mad at you for you know, this. Well, this was super comic book accurate. And you yeah. go, I don't care. And I go, oh, <laughs> well, you kind of see that sometimes. But then also there's things where I'm like, no, dude, that was perfect. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like the whole Winter Soldier thing. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it's always so interesting to me to to hear how people found us. And that sounds really selfish on the surface, but the reason behind that is what intrigued that person to stick around and watch the video or to listen to whatever it is. Um, being a creator and putting out content, I'd be, I would be, I would be lying to you if I said that it wasn't intentional of me to to go down this road with Holden to create these videos on his channel. First and foremost, because I enjoyed it, I enjoyed creating with him. Right. He's an incredible person, and I loved doing it, but. You know, I'd be lying if I said that I did not continue because some of it was there was attention there. Um, but the reason was that I wanted to understand what everybody was so excited about. It was something that I truly did not understand. And it's yeah, it's yeah. it's truly helped me speak a different language almost. And it helps me relate and understand. So for you to say that, like it really gets my wheels turning and it, it gets me super, super excited because I, I don't believe that it's random, you know, that yourself and, and, and other people that I've had, you know, these fitness conversations with, or not even close to fitness conversations, just good conversations. I've contacted people on Instagram and stuff like that, that like, I don't think it's random and it's because of that. So going out in the weeds here, but like, I'm very appreciative I think of it. The, uh, the social media aspect, um, the connectivity. You know, I was yeah. actually just talking to one of my friends about this last night where I was saying, you know, it's so weird that I saw this video of these people watching a movie and just reacting to it, yeah. you know, just saying how they feel about it. And then going from that point where some, you guys are in Florida, yeah. some people on the other side of the world, and then now we're having a conversation based upon you just watching a movie. You know, it's just, it's such a very unique world we live in these days. And I grew up, uh, I don't know how old you are. I'm 35. I grew up yeah. through no cell phones. I grew right. up, you know, just, we. I remember my cousin had a beeper. Right. Like <laughs> the connectivity now is really, really amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's fantastic. It is. Um, I just love it. And yes, it's not, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a stretch of imagination to say that it's, um, it's very unique. Yeah. Now the way you can react and interact with people who are fans. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. And yeah, I was a fan first. So, <laughs> Well, awesome. Um, so tell me this, it, like I believe that fitness wellness, like you train athletes, which of course it's fitness wellness, but it's not, it's obviously not general, but um, if you're, it, let's say that you were speaking to someone that was, you know, not an athlete 
in your eyes, what have you seen in your athletes that has continued them, benefited them, or showed them a way to quote-unquote success in gymnastics? What has it mainly been? Has it been the, the, the mental fortitude? Has it been the nutrition? Has it been the hardcore training? Like, what is it that makes a good gymnast a good gymnast? Um, I really think one of the biggest things that a lot of people miss and they don't understand is the amount of time it takes to really be good at something like the amount of investment that they need to put into it. Okay. Um, my athletes are very invested in processes. We talk about, it's not today, it's not tomorrow. It's, it's a year from now. We talk about a new skill. We don't say, Hey, you've got a new skill. We're going to be doing it tomorrow. We say, Hey, in a year, we need to be at this point. Okay. Here's the steps we're going to take to get there. Um, so it's the consistency of the process and the time and the effort. Um, but I think the biggest thing that we really just try to, um, instill in our athletes is is self-reliance and understanding of like myself my goals and how i work to achieve these goals um and having that like understanding of their their reasoning for doing it and not just because a coach says hey go do this yeah um i told you to do it so go do it but i'm helping to guide you we have a conversation all the time with my athletes where i say what's my job they go you know my job's to coach what's your job our job is to do Mm. Our job is to do the gymnastics. Um, but it's also, you know, their responsibility. I'm not going to sit there and yell at them. I'm yeah. not going to, I mean, I don't raise my voice. I don't sit there and, yeah, you have to throw yeah. chairs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I ask for the best of them every single day and I, you know, have very serious conversations with them there. I require them to be the best they can. Damn, damn, damn. I love, love, love that answer. Like, what's what popped out of my head about everything that you just said was the terminology that you use as far as we're not going to be you know this is not the new skill that you learned we'll be doing tomorrow it's in a year from now you set like an expectation of understand like baseline this is going to take a long ass time and you're right like that's incredible and i think that a lot of people lack that um that's not a dig at anybody you know i think that it is sort of a societal thing of quicker now that whole thing um but when it comes to general wellness, general fitness, that is the probably one of the biggest hangups for people is that they start something and in three weeks they're looking for the result that, yeah, they're, yeah, it's, and it's, it is disheartening for me. And that is so like, that's why I just am on a friggin' soapbox for the rest of my life about this mental fitness thing about how it starts up here. And just like you said, the very wording is where it starts. So that's huge. Yeah, I um so I've gotten the chance to I mean I've done a lot I've done a lot of things. We can we can just keep going. There's a lot of different things I've done in my life. I've I've always prided myself on being in a lot of circles. That's one of the biggest things that I've always prided myself on. Okay. Um it started at it started in eighth grade. Moved from Portland, Oregon to Prescott, Arizona. Um school system was slightly off. So in eighth grade, everyone that I was the same age as was in seventh grade. So mm. I move into eighth grade, brand new school, brand new system, and I'm like the baby. Okay. Um, also, my cousin, who, you know, moving into a new place, your cousin's going to be your best friend. Sure. My cousin, who's my best friend, and all of them, they're all younger. Eighth grade finishes, and then what do we do? We go to high school. Once again, change, start over. Yeah. New people, new faces, all those new things. Um, so I had made a decision right then and there to do everything try everything, be oh. a piece of all these different things. Um, find, you know, find as many different things that I could, that I was able to do, 
try them all, see how I do in them. Um, and like I said, I thankfully was able to pick up things quickly. I just, that's just who I am personally. I'm able to pick things up quickly. Um, but it also allowed for me to figure out like when I started coaching after high school, I knew that I was going to coach for forever. Like it was because I'd done so many things building up to that point. It was very easy for me to see this is what I love. Damn. Like it's not just another thing I'm doing, but this is literally what I love. I'm going to do this all the time. So, um, same with fitness. It was really easy for me to see. Um, I just wanted to be in the best shape I could possibly be at all times. And I also just always wanted to grow. Damn, damn, damn. I was always like, I was like 145. I was like, I'm going to be 150. And the big thing for me is um, I was like, I'm, I want to hit this level. I want to hit this level. Yeah. I want to hit this level. And every time I've hit that goal, I've been like, all right, let's push it. There's something oh, else. All right, we got it. Let's push it. Yeah. Let's make it happen again. And so it's just been really nice. So Yeah, that's uh, so <sighs> I think I think there are so many people that are lost, and we're definitely getting woo woo, but I'm good with it. Like that's I love it. There are so many there are so many people that I think are lost, and this is a good translation, especially when it comes to a job. They can't figure out, you know, like I I don't even think people realize like I hate that job. Like I'm gonna get this job, and then in six months, a year, they feel the same way that they did in the previous job. And I, 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 honest to God, believe that it's due to a lack of self, self-awareness that can be improved, th- that it's not making you happy. And that's why you're just moving to the next thing. And when people tell me, or, you know, when you hear it, like, I don't know what I want to do, that is not an excuse. To me, that is, I haven't tried enough. And yeah, for, for some reason, there is this, this, this thing that people adopt that I don't know what it is. I'm going to stay in this and there isn't that I'm going to go try things and I'm just going to try and try and try and try and try until I do find what that is. And like yourself, it sounds like that's why you knew that's why it clicked. That's why it hasn't felt like a day of work in your life because you love it. And that's just, that's, that's so friggin' huge that I think a lot of people miss, unfortunately. I would agree. And it's, it's not easy. And I thankfully, like I said, did it, at kind of the appropriate time to be able to do that. It's yeah. not like I had sure. you know, a house I had to worry about and rent and sure. taxes. You know, I did it when life was carefree and easy. Sure. Um, and I, I also did it kind of because I was forced to do it. It was, it was the way for me to start learning how to fit in. It was the way for me to be, um, you know, to be better at socializing and to be outside of my own bubble and all those kind of things. Um, and, you know, during, during that era, that was kind of a transitional era too um, in the world because um, things like, I remember when I was younger, getting up in the morning and playing video games and my cousin's like, why do you always play so many video games? Whereas like now, you know, there's pro players that are playing video games, you know, like the, the Marvel being such a huge thing in pop culture. Like these are things that I was dreaming about when I was little yeah. and younger and being teased for incessantly, yep. you know, we were, you know, you nerds, like you guys are, you know, goofballs, yep. all those kind of things. And it's just hilarious that like, oh, now this is cool. Uh, oh, yeah. now, it's, now it's a thing yeah. to be. Oh, okay, cool. I got you guys. Um, so it was, for me, it was just, I was kind of forced to do it in the terms of I needed to grow as a person. Yeah. And it, it was, you know, kind of my way of finding out how to be a better person and yeah. finding out how to be social and be in all these circles. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. You know, you, you're speaking about just how times have changed and you know, how video games, how now it's a, it's a thing. And 
Oh, it's a thing. You know, I think it was, and don't quote me on this, but it was Ninja, uh, one of the, probably the most well-known Twitch streamer. He, from 2018. Massive gamer. Yeah, from 2018 to 2019, he made north of $25 million. (laughs) You know, you know, that's unbelievable. And it's just, it just goes to show you how much things have changed. And you did touch on something. You said it's not easy. And I fully agree with you. Like, it sounds like your circumstances were, your circumstances made it maybe, maybe made it a little more convenient for you to try everything. And I, I, I do have empathy for, you know, the, the middle-aged married man out there uh, that is unhappy, that does want to make changes, but shit, I do have a mortgage and I do have this. I have empathy for that. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but there are options. And that that staying in that unhappiness just because you do have responsibilities is not an excuse because I I just, I can't, like, I see regret in that with someone. And that is, that is one of the, my my losing my loved ones, losing my parents, losing my wife, losing my the loved ones, the, the ones that are close to me. That's one of probably the, the most that the dogs. Oh my god! So that's probably the most terrifying thing. Real close after that is regret. Real close after that is regret. And and when I see people that are unhappy that I interact with fairly regularly, I keep my mouth shut. But it's so difficult for me to be like. How how can we get you out of this unhappiness? Because I I think about how you're gonna get to the point where you're 75 years old, 80 years old, and you can't change it. It's it's you can't like you're the Nothing the sand in the the sand in the hourglass is is running out at that point, and I, you can't live with regret. I, I that fucking terrifies me to get to that point, and. And to live with regret. Unfortunately, I feel like um, it, it, that is a system. And that's it's it's a system, right? Um, you go high school, and everyone's going, "Okay, what college yep. you go to?" You go to college, and everyone's going, "Okay, so now what are you going to do? What's your job? This is who you are. You did. You got this degree. Ready? Go go into the workforce and stuff like that." Yep. And I think it's really easy to make your path, and then you have to realize, you know, you think about this, you know, six years later, seven years later. And you're still in this path that you chose when you were 18, yep. 17, 18 years old. And I don't know about you, but when I was 17, 18 years old, I was not that smart. I wasn't making good decisions yeah. by any means. So to think, you know, later you're starting to hit 25, you're hitting 26, you know, you're still in that path yeah. if you if you went that way and you really took that route. Um, so I think people start to realize, man, this isn't who I am now. It might have been who I was but it's not who I am now. And sometimes you have to really try to find some truth in that and start making the moves to put yourself into the person that you become. I mean, I know I'm a different person than I was by, by a long shot. And I know a lot of people change every couple of years. Oh my God. Without so, a doubt. You know, it's, it's hard to think you need to be in a career, you know, for 20 years that you picked back when you were a kid. Yeah. Well, and it's some it's an pe- interesting system. It is when some people, I think we know some people are born to be doctors. Some people are born to be lawyers. Like you just know. And that's, that, that is awesome. If your happiness, that's what I'm talking about is if you just know, and that's what makes you happy, then go friggin' do it. You won. But to sit in something for either the fear of change or because you think change is wrong or you're being told that the change is wrong. Like I remember hearing when I was a kid, some of my family saying like, oh, so-and-so quit what they were doing to go do something else. And that negative stigma that even 
my own family put on it. And then I mm-hmm. internalized and believed, I was like, yeah, they're an idiot that they give that up. And I had that. Why would they ever do that? Yeah, why would they do that? Mm-hmm. I, and I had that growing up. And I just, like, change is such a friggin' good thing that that if it's right for you, if it's towards happiness, that is the friggin' answer. Like, I, what's been resonating in my head even more so lately is that happiness is always the right answer. Happiness is always the right answer, uh, you know, regardless of the circumstances for the the people around you. It's about you, your happiness, as selfish as that sounds. And um, God, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, I am. I, I mean, I'm definitely joyful. Um, I, I've always kind of been smile first kind of person. Um, I worked security for a really long time. And okay. every single night, someone would be like, you are the happiest security guard I've ever met. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I, I try to interact and bring positivity towards people that I meet um, and try not to bring just even that, that vibe, like just that like thought process of like, let's all be down here. Yeah. You know, even in, even in hard situations, I try to bring it up and try to take control of it and try to get it to, you know, come back to a smile on the face. You know, I think, I think it's an important thing. Um, I mean, obviously you can't see them these days because of all the masks everywhere, but I still try to, you know, like even just have that body language that says, I'm happy. Like yeah. everything's fine. Like we're good. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was walking around the store the other day and it's like, you could just feel how stressed everyone was. Like yeah. I was walking, I could, you could, it's people true. were like not saying, you know, no one's saying, excuse me. No one's, no one's even talking to each other. They're just shoving their cards through and everyone's kind of like in this really frantic energy. And we we're just walking through getting some drinks to go to the pool. And I was just like, everyone just like, it's good. Like, let's yeah. just have a good day. Come on, yeah. people. Yep. Um, but you know, the world's, the world's stressful right now for yeah. some humans. So yeah. I know this is a hard time to start thinking about trying to change your life, uh, try to do what makes you happy, but do it because don't make excuses. Just do it. I think that right now is probably, <laughs> I mean, in, in recent history, especially for my life right now has been the most pivotal time. This is the time that people have had the most time to themselves with quarantining and and just I don't know I, I think right now is a perfect time and it's it's been a difficult time for everyone I don't take that away but but yeah and I do I do want to touch on something so I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before but uh the real human moment so I have a friend Craig Kahn that I am trying to get on this podcast at some point and he is, he has a very infectious uh, personality, very happy spirit, and he is the type of person that smiles first, just like what you were talking about. And what you were just explaining is what popped in my head. There's this thing called the real human moment that I've seen him do and that I have picked up from him. And it is when you're in the elevator, when you're in the grocery store, whatever, you make that intentional effort to break that awkward silence, not because it's awkward, but because it's the right thing to do. It lightens the air. It's so much better for the both of you. uh, And it's better for your heart. You walk away feeling lighter. You walk away feeling better. And it's that real human moment where, you know, somebody gets in the elevator and there's dead silence between all three people standing there. And then my, my friend Craig, he will, he will pick something, something, that some that everyone can laugh at, and most people do, uh, you know, like I don't know if they're on the seventh floor, he will make some stupid joke that's like, oh, at least we're all gonna like that sounds. I was about to say at least we're all gonna die together. That sounds really morbid, but <laughs> that's not funny. Um, he will say something. Yeah, I mean, to, I laughed. <laughs> I know, like I thought it was funny, but <laughs> he will say something to the effect of comic relief, 
and it gets everybody laughing. It always works. And there's just something about that, that real human moment. And what that really is, is an effort on your part to make that connection between that human, even if it's just something so small, like so, so small, you know, I really like the, uh, I really like the word used there when you said intentional. Um, I think, I think intentional and being mindful of that is a really important key component to this. Yeah. Um, I, I like to walk a lot. I'm a walker. I love, like I, even I was little, I walked across the city. I'm not kidding. My mm. whole family freaked out. I <laughs> walked home one time. Okay. I, I really enjoy getting out and walking. So I'll put my headphones in, I'll call my mom and we'll have a talk, but I walk all the time and obviously not so much right now because of all the, all the sure. and everything and everyone's things. But, um, a lot of times, you know, I would just think in my head, I'm like, here's the checklist. You're going to say hello to three people today yes. that you don't know very kindly. You're going to hold a door open for someone and you're going to smile at like three or four people. And I would go through that checklist in my day and make those intentional moments of let me, you know, let me be a part of the world. Yep. Let me be a part of other, you know, other people's worlds. And then I'm not trying to take over their day, but just in a way of yeah. like that connection, that general human, you know, real human moments um, and try to be a real person. Um, Cause it's very easy to get, internalized yep. and just be your own and think about your own thing and, you know, put your head down and oh, I think about this and this and this. And sometimes when I do that intentionally, it allows me to just kind of be more observant of everything going on around me as well. Yep. So I'm looking for someone to say, hello. Yep. You know, yep. Yep. I'm the guy walking down the street. I see some random dude sitting at the bus stop. I'm like, what's up? Exactly. Like, exactly. It's just, I don't know, maybe I annoy him, but I like it. <laughs> well, yeah. Leave I mean, me alone, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think there, as some people it works, some people it doesn't work with. But, you know, there's, yeah. it's easier to get in that elevator and take your phone out and look at it or, you know, look away or look down pretend and like play with your finger. Pretend like you're, oh, hey, I, I got a call. You didn't wow, get a call. What is this? Yeah, and it's so much easier to do that. Um, but I don't know. There's something about that. And I think that there, I think that it, of course, does good for the people that are there in that elevator. But I, honest to God, think it does even more for you that you being the person that delivers that. I'm, I would say I'm fairly good at that. It depends on the day. It also depends on if they're pretty. If they're pretty, I have a tendency to just like, <laughs> I got to look at my phone. I got to like, you know, I don't want to be too avert right now. Yeah. Yeah. I still have that, uh, I still have that old nerd head on for some of those things. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that. I could talk about, I could talk about that, uh, this whole podcast, that real human moment. Well, since we were, I appreciate those things. A yeah. Lot. I love it. I love it. And my, my mom's always been, she's always done that. And I've always noticed that. And, uh, but Craig has always done it really well. So we were on the topic topic of happiness, and I always ask this when it's applicable. What is your definition of happiness? There's no correct answer. There's no wrong answer. It's what's it's subjective, and what it is what it is to you. What's your definition of happiness? Well, there's definitely a very specific feeling that I know is that happiness feeling, and I can tell you that's the feeling I feel when I see a really good friend that I haven't seen in a while. That's the feeling I feel when I walk in the room and my dog freaks out and comes over and just cuddles up with me. I know, I know that's the actual feeling of happiness that mm -hmm. I would describe. Um, but to me, I think happiness is a comfort with the decisions you make and who you are as a person. Um, I think the happiness comes from, it, I don't want to say confidence, but it kind of feels a little on the, on the terms of confidence of just an understanding of yourself. Um, yeah, I say it all the time. I'm, I'm not worried about what other people think. I'm loud. I'm weird. I'm goofy. I do weird things. I'm silly. Um, 
my roommate said it best because she saw me working with kids for a long time before I lived with them. And um, she said, you know, I just thought you were just being silly just to keep the kids happy and keep them positive. She's like, but you're really just a very goofy person. Like, that's just who you are. Um, and I used to have a nice big old beard and I, I'm, I'm not a huge guy, but I'm, you know, I'm a in shape human. Sure. Um, so I think I also was always kind of trying to be happy in the terms of like, I was always comfortable with who I was and I want to be me and whoever I am. And so I'm happy because this is me. Like, I'm just, I don't care. It's just silly. It's, uh, that's my happiness personally. That's a damn good, in my opinion, for myself, I think that's also a damn good, damn good answer. Uh, again, oh, thanks. it is subjective. So for you listening, I, I hope that you'll, you press pause and we'll wait, press pause in a second. Um, define happiness for you. What is it to you? Now press pause, go think about it. Okay, you back? Awesome. Um, well, this is uh, this has been awesome, man. What I did want to do is I wanted to plug, you know, what you're doing and I wanted to also ask, what's next for you? What what are you working on? One thing I never even clarified was, is this your business? Is this something like, what is this that you're doing? Gymnastics and all that. Um, the coaching. Yeah. So, um, I direct the entire program. Um, I run the, um, women's program. I run the recreational program and I run the preschool program. Um, and the owner of the business runs the men's program. Okay. Um, so we work together in partnership on how we, you know, navigate all the things on a daily basis and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'll be there until I'm old and gray. So it's my world is what it is really. Um, when it comes down to it, um, on the side, what I'm doing plugging, I mean, Southwest gymnastics training center, that's where I'm at. Uh, it's in Tempe, Arizona. Um, anytime you guys come to Arizona, you can feel free to come by. We can get a workout in. Heck yeah. Uh, show you guys, we will get you to flip. You want to flip? Heck yeah. I want to flip. I have no idea how to flip. We got a nice big old pit. Listen, I taught my brother how to flip. My brother's about 220 pounds when I taught him. He was about six, four at the time. We'll get you flipping. Don't worry. Hell yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to that. If we're, yeah, in Arizona. That's easy. That's light. Hell yeah. I can teach six year olds to do it. I can teach you to do it. (laughs) I'm writing that down. Uh, (laughs) yeah, that'd be rad. I would love that. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, guys, all the all the links will be in the description below the website, any his social media, everything uh, that he's comfortable with with plugging. Uh, gaming on those socials, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll throw out my socials for sure. Um, I do some gaming on the side. I actually okay. broke my Xbox sadly, but I'm gonna um, once I get that, I'm probably gonna purchase the new one, get that up and running. I might do some streaming as well. Okay, cool. Now, one thing I didn't check. So, as far as streaming goes and whatnot, do you have a YouTube channel, Twitch channel, something like that that you're trying to grow? Do there's just hobby? Uh, so. Muscle Gaming USA is my Instagram handle, okay. muscle underscore gaming USA. Um, and then that will be going into everything once I get it up and running. Yeah, that's going to be my jam. So is that... Is- um, I'm going to try and do a little bit of both sides of things. Okay. Um, I'm actually right now starting to work on the Instagram stuff. I've been um, finding people that want to see workouts, how, how I do workouts and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I've been working out from home. You can see I've got my weights yes indeed sitting here um i actually had my buddy over yesterday we had a little just here this is kind of like my little training area right now so i'm gonna do some um some videos for training um i'm gonna probably start putting up some videos for some more specialized things like for instance muscle ups something that i know a lot of crossfit athletes would like to utilize um that maybe don't know how to do it um variations of how to do it on rings how to do it on bars how to build strength for those kind of movements um like i said there's just 
I just want to put out information to help anyone who needs it. If I help one person with information, then it's, you know, it's worth it to me. Um, Gaming, I want a game and, you know, if someone wants to watch it and they have a good time watching and they enjoy, you know, that, that thing, like I said, one person does it, it's good enough for me. I don't need, I've got my job, I've got my career, I've got my hobbies. I know who I am. I don't need anything added to this. Okay. I just want to be out in the world more. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be checking in on you, good sir, on that because as Sweet, you know, yes. as you know, that's kind of my my world. Um, well, this has been awesome. I was 1,000 percent correct in what I felt in you just through social media, and I said at the top of the show, I told you before uh, the show that you just get a feeling about people. You you can sense it. I had never spoken with you, uh, and I could just feel it about you. And I was so damn right because we hadn't talked but five, 10 minutes before we hit record on this. So what you guys are hearing is us getting to know each other. Um, and that's exactly how I wanted it to go. I thought this was a great conversation. So, uh, is there anything you want to add in closing? Uh, I think your guys' video came out yesterday, huh? Wait a minute. Yes. Today is Sunday. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're I'm so far. I need ahead. to go watch that. I'm so far yeah. ahead right now. So like I'm waiting on Holden. It is 1130 here and he's going to be here at noon. Jenna's in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. So like we're, we're, we're about to start shooting right after this. So we are always like one video ahead of everybody else, but yes, right. yeah, but, I figured. but at the time we're recording this. Yes. So yesterday we put out Jenna, what, what, what video did we put out last week or yesterday? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Good Lord. Yes. Ant-Man's yesterday. Okay. Cool. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I'll watch it. Yes. It was a fun one. It was a fun one. I see it. No, I, uh, you know, I just wanted to say thank you very much for giving me the chance to come on and have a conversation with you. It was really actually nice getting to meet you and having this chat. Um, like I said, I love your philosophy on a lot of things. Um, I love the way you look into the movies. I did want to ask, yeah. and this is something that I want you um, and Jenna to both speak about. Do you feel like there might be a period of desensi- like a desensitizing to yourself when it comes to the movies that you've been watching? Um, because I've noticed as you've gotten more and more into the nerd culture, it's almost like you, all, you also started liking the movies more and you were accepting the movies a lot more. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, with this whole path and, you know, the pathos with all the Marvel movies and stuff like that, are there any movies you might go back and look at and think about differently now because I know originally like a lot of the stuff like the crazy fight scenes and these kind of things were just so much for you sure and it's funny because arguably you know Infinity War these kind of things are the most absolutely batshit nuts movies yeah there's so much movie in those movies but you're going oh this is great now <laughs> you know so I feel like um I feel like it's almost like you got desensitized yeah and started to enjoy that part of the process start to enjoy the comic books it allowed yourself to suspend this belief and get into the things yeah. more um and i think it's changed the way you also watch the movies yep i think Would you're you agree with that okay you're a thousand percent correct and that, that's what's it's been a very interesting arc and a few people have joked about that like jenna and matt and like our arc in this has been you know the greatest arc of, but yeah, it, it's it, a good story it and it's so true that like I'll tell you right now that Black Panther will be a movie that I absolutely rewatch because I enjoyed it that much. I think that there is this Star Wars was the start of all this obviously. And it's obvious why that one got so much um 
not accepting for me because that was sort of my start at it. I still feel like if I went went back and watched Star Wars that I would feel very similar to it. I just could not resonate with it. I could not get invested. The thing about Marvel for me is that everybody has a it's it's so character driven and I understand that Star Wars yes, is character driven. I, I get Star Wars. Yeah. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with actually looking back, really looking back and really digging into it. I don't believe that the story arcs in Star Wars, obviously they're not as fully fleshed. You don't, they're not as spread out, right? They're, yep. they're not as fully fleshed. They just didn't have as much time and cohesive direction mm-hmm. in each trilogy to make it fully fleshed. And you, yep. you hear all, everyone can agree with that. Yeah. They do feel like kind of three separate stories, and especially the last ones kind of all feel a little jumbled yep. and mixed. But they also didn't have a cohesive, someone wasn't guiding that ship. Yep. Marvel, someone's guiding the ship for yep. sure. Whether you love Marvel, you hate Marvel, that's fine. That's up to you. Yep. You can't agree though. It's going somewhere. There's, there's this very definitive. And for you, um, the way you speak, you know, about character, I think it's really easy to see that you enjoy that character development. I don't think that was as present in Star Wars by any means. Correct. Correct. And I think that I think that that sort of character piece, I think I've picked that up when I started noticing these bygone gem moments, that those moments of quotes, and I was like, oh, like, there's something there. And, but yeah, so I owe Star Wars that, that that's that's where that started. And I think that that's what's benefited the rest of the movies because that's what I look for. I think that some people look at movies as just pure entertainment. And then there's psychos like me that that want to, like, gain value out of it. It's it's sure entertainment, but there's like, if I can get some good out of it and walk away from it, that's sort of my entertainment if you will, that if I'm, if I'm getting good from it, it's, I don't know, I enjoy it. And yeah, we absolutely are desensitized or more mature viewers. It's, and that's, what's been so friggin', friggin' interesting to me is not only have I now understood uh, a different culture, I'm speaking a different language, but I am enjoying this language. And It, yeah, it's been really interesting. It's been really fun. And it's it's just been so friggin' unique. But yeah, I think you were spot on with that. Yes. Yeah, it just it just seemed seemed like an easy parallel to draw. Yep. Towards yep. in the in the, the way your arc has gone personally for you guys. Um yeah. I think that's it for me, man. That was just, it was fantastic. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, I don't want this to be the last time you and I speak. I, I please, you know, always and I usually usually we Whenever we're off of the podcast, I say this, but I don't give a damn. Uh, anytime that there's, you know, anything I can do to help or I just, I don't know, your spirit and my spirit, like I feel like we connect. And if there's ever anything I can do to help or be or whatever, I just, I would so love and enjoy that. So please don't look at this as our last conversation. Perfect. Yeah. And like I said, anytime you guys ever come out to Arizona, any of you guys that's extended to everyone, you want to come learn how to do some cool stuff, we'll teach you. I got you. We get a workout in, whatever we want. I'm going to take you up on it. I'm going to take you up on it. Um, well, uh, hang tight. I'll talk to you here in a second. And guys, thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. Uh, I've had quite a few comments. Jenna's fine. She's just taking a little hiatus. Mental health. She will be back. No big deal. I didn't say it at the top of the show. If you do want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to Patreon. There's going to be a link in the description below. Basically, it gets you access to things before it comes out, exclusive stuff, polls, all sorts of blah, blah, blah. You don't have to pay for our content. You're not losing anything if you don't go do that, but it does help us keep the lights on and produce better and more content. So thank you so much. I truly appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you next week.
This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well. And follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day.